Welcome to HCS Talks. I am your host, Raymond Haynes, Superintendent of Hampton City Schools. This is a Hampton City Schools podcast. If you are listening for the first time, thank you for joining us. If it is important to students, parents, teachers, the community, or anything that has to do with education, we hope to cover it on HCS Talks. The goal is to inform, educate, and even entertain you. Today, I have the opportunity to sit down with Dr. Brittany Ganey, one of our Hampton City Schools school social workers, who is also a licensed clinical social worker. During the holidays, it is often an exciting time of the year. However, it can also cause a roller coaster of emotions for many. So Dr. Ganey is here to talk with us about managing stress around the holidays, as well as mental health and wellness. So thank you for being here today, Dr. Ganey. I'm looking forward to our conversation and for the listening audience to hopefully hopefully take away some helpful holiday stress tips. But before we dive into today's topic, please, Dr. Ganey, introduce yourself to the listening audience. Good afternoon, Dr. Haynes. I'm so excited and humbled to be with you today. Again, I am Dr. Brittany Ganey. I serve and support students here at HCS as a school social worker. Um, and I also am a liaison for our restorative practices within our division. Um, lastly, I'm a licensed clinical social worker in Virginia and in North Carolina. And I'm so passionate about mental health and overall wellness. And I know that passion is quite infectious as well. I just know who you are as a person, but hopefully the listening audience will get to know you uh, through this podcast today as well as for your passion for the work that you do. So are you from this area? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm from the 757. I was born um, in Richmond, but I was raised in Chesapeake, Virginia. So I have been here for most of my life. All right. So how long have you been with Hampton City Schools? For about three years. This is my third year in Hampton. However, I have been in school social work for over four years. Over four years. Mm-hmm. All right. Do I actually you... went to school for school social work and I graduated in 2010. In 2010. So we have some things in common. For those who don't know, I do have a background in school social work as well. So it's always music to my ears to have conversations with school social workers around mm-hmm. the whole concept of mental health and well-being. So Absolutely. looking forward to our discussions today. We know that mental health has been a big buzzword lately. So mm-hmm. what exactly is mental health or overall mental wellness? Absolutely. So I agree that the term mental health has definitely been popularized over the last few years, especially after COVID. So when we think about mental health, mental health is the state of our emotional, our psychological, and our social well-being. Essentially, how we feel, how we think, and how we act, particularly as it relates to our reactions to stress. So the difference between mental health and wellness is basically maintenance. How are you adequately coping and how are you handling stress? How are you navigating the day-to-day, excuse me, things that happen? Not saying that stress and mental illnesses don't exist, but what tools do you have to make sure that your functioning in everyday life is not impacted? Oh, that's pretty impactful in terms of how you described it as well. I think oftentimes people confuse mental health and mental wellness and sort of use that term, those terms synonymously, but they should not be. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I like the term mental wellness 
better. I think that's what we should be striving towards is mental wellness. Like I said, acknowledging that I may feel depressed, I may feel anxious. Those things are very normal. However, are you able to cope with those things? That means that you are mentally well, even though there are some things going on in your life. And that maintenance piece is the key. Yeah. Actually acknowledging how you feel. Absolutely. And being able to take the necessary actions to provide some coping mechanisms around mm-hmm. it, correct? Yeah, it's just like your car. Sometimes you have that light that comes on. Yeah. That's how we are. When I feel a little bothered, when I feel anxious, that's your light. That's your engine light. You need to do something about that. Reach out to your network. Maybe there's something that you need to change in your daily routine, but you have to provide that mental health maintenance. I guess the same would hold true with the car analogy when you're looking at routine maintenance. Before mm-hmm. that light comes on, mm-hmm. what are your triggers to make certain that yeah. you're providing the necessary interventions for yourself to Absolute, stay well? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think sometimes when we're not aware people that are in our systems of support they'll let us know right you know so they'll say hey you seem a little bit more agitated or you know i see you're a little bit more uptight or you know you used to come play spades every friday (laughs) i haven't seen you at the spades table you know you didn't count your books correctly there's something that's not right that's going on um and we need to do some maintenance you brought up another key point the systems of support i think it's critically important for everyone having that person or people who are part of your system and provide that support mm-hmm. and to be able to acknowledge when things are a little bit different in terms yeah. of how you typically react or go about yeah. your day-to-day work. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is a part for me, seems like that's a main part of the mental wellness, having a, a small mm-hmm. group or core group of folks that mm-hmm. you know will support you and you support them as well. Yeah. So regardless yeah. of what people think, everybody <laughs> needs somebody. <laughs> they do. And I think you have to have those systems of support personally and professionally. Right. And it's okay to put people in boxes. So, right. you know, everyone I can't pour my heart out to. There's some people that can only be um, an ear for me or vice versa, you know. So I have to know where I fit in people's lives and I have to understand where people fit in my life and know that it's definitely okay. Absolutely. So as the holidays are fast approaching, is stress normal during this time of year? Absolutely. So there's a lot that's going on during the holidays. So I think we have the holiday feels, we have the holiday smells, we have the different holiday activities. However, there's a lot of pressure. It is. During the holiday. Like some people, you just want to, you want to get it right, you know, but sometimes you just can't get it right, you know? And so for some folks, like that may cause more anxiety. Um, That may cause more depression because you feel like you can't meet the standard. You can't meet all the expectations. And so you do have a lot of stress. There's also the financial piece. Um, People feel like they have to spend a lot or maybe, you know, there's the gift giving activities. And so you want to make sure. That is one of the biggest stressors for me. (laughs) And it's like the holiday season. When we mentioned the holiday season, Mm -hmm. it, it encompasses more than what folks celebrate during the month of December. But for me, I always enjoyed the front part of the holiday season, which starts Thanksgiving because it's my favorite holiday. (laughs) You sit around and and you're thankful for what you have Mm -hmm. and being around family and loved ones in general. And then that stressful part comes for me when you're going into the other part of the holiday season, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what people want and making yeah. certain you get them things mm-hmm. that they're going to be satisfied mm-hmm. with and ensuring you're not disappointing folks. Right. But aside from that, that whole yeah. 
seasonal affective disorder comes into yeah, play as well. And absolutely. People don't realize how much of an impact that could have. And if you absolutely. don't have that system of support or a strong yeah. system of support, yeah. uh, that can adversely impact your overall mental wellness too. Yeah. And I think, Dr. Haynes, the other thing that people deal with a lot is grief yes. during the holidays. So, you know, in, in my family, we always talk about have the chains been broken, right? Mm-hmm. So that means have we lost anybody since the last holiday? And a lot of us are very fortunate that the chains haven't been broken. But for some folks, the chain breaks like every other month, you know, yes. every year. And so people are grieving those family members that are no longer there and they're grieving some of the experiences maybe that they used to have, but they no longer exist. And, and sometimes whether well, it could happen, they could lose that loved mm-hmm. one during the holiday season, which yes. makes it even more difficult. Yes. Just in yes. thinking about those loved ones that mm-hmm. have been lost yeah. and remembering all the good times you yeah. may have had with them during the holiday yeah. season plays a has has an adverse impact yeah. on folks' emotional state and well-being, too. It does. And I think some people actually may grieve the holidays ending. I know for me, I'm home with my babies and my family. And then after the first comes, like, well, I guess I have to go back to work. Now that I don't love right. being here, you right, know. Right. But, you know, you enjoy those good times. And sometimes you want to hold on to them and you're not ready to let them go. And so that's part of the grief process as well. That's true. And sometimes a lot of that idle time creates mm-hmm. uh, stress and anxiety because you create all of these things in your mind yeah. about what might happen. So mm-hmm. a lot of that time off you yeah. know, does not necessarily mm-hmm. create joy for many people. So talk not. about what type of strategies or coping mechanisms a person could, uh, I guess, utilize uh, during that time of year or yeah. during the holiday season. Yes, yeah, so I think you're right. That unstructured time can, can produce a lot of anxiety. One thing um, that I would suggest to kind of manage that stress, practice gratitude. You know, so some people journal. Um, you know, some people, they decorate rocks, you know, with different gratitude things. Um, some people actually may practice that with their family before the end of the day. Let's talk about three things that we're grateful for. Um, I think something else excuse me, that might um, be helpful is setting realistic expectations, right? right? And so we don't have to get into the comparison trap. Like, what can I realistically do personally, professionally, financially, and socially during this time? Um, For our parents, I think something that's really, really important have a routine that's major so kids may not understand time but they do understand expectations they do understand what a schedule is and so we may have you know all this ample time to deal with but make sure there's some things built in there including a break including rest you know it is work just to always do sometimes you just have to be still and rest in the moment and your kids appreciate that as well and for the folks who feel guilty about getting that rest because mm. they're thinking that that's something they should be doing. Yeah. What types of suggestions or strategies do you have for folks whose minds are constantly going and feeling as though if I yeah. just sit here and rest, yeah. then I'm feeling guilty because it's something I could have been accomplishing or checking yeah. off my list of things to do. Absolutely. So um, I think sometimes you can engage in things like mindfulness or grounding, meaning we're kind of getting out of our feeling brain and we're more focused on our thinking and our logical brain. So it feels uncomfortable just to not do anything. It feels uncomfortable to rest. But logically, 
our bodies require that yes. logically that's something that's necessary so sometimes i have to engage in intentional activities that allow me to rethink and reframe what it is that i'm doing so for example if i'm really stressed with my kids i can take maybe 2 minutes and say let me look around the room can i find anything that's red dr haynes you see anything that's red Asking me now to look around. I'm asking you now. You see anything? So you're getting that's, me to. We're, we're moving in into this our thinking brain. Yes. Exercise. I can tell you that I can see something red. Right. Okay. Anything blue? Yes, I see something blue. And what about yellow? What if I don't? And that's okay. No, I don't see anything yellow. Okay. And the last one, you see anything green? You know, that's one of my favorite colors. It is actually my favorite color. Ooh. <laughs> you know, that's the color of mental health, too. I'm getting some help from uh, <laughs> some folks in the <laughs> But see, but I mean, you don't notice it, but I noticed you looked a little bit more relaxed in that moment. And your focus right. was different. And we didn't even spend one minute during that. That's important. You're right. It is. Mm -hmm. It took my mind off of the millions of things that was going on <laughs> in it at the point. Mm -hmm. At that point, mm -hmm. and I just focused on yeah. what you were asking me. The to here look and for now, different colors, and the here and now, and, yeah. and being there at that moment. Too. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty powerful, Doctor <laughs> King. You I can didn't have know it. You're going to utilize an exercise on me. Today. You can have it for free and tell all your friends. <laughs> Will do definitely. <laughs> So what other types of mental health challenges do people experience during the holidays? Yeah. So like I mentioned before, stress is a big one. Um, grief is huge. Um, anxiety is something else as well as depression. You know, you talked a little bit about SAD, seasonal affective disorder, is what a lot of people experience when literally the seasons change. We're not getting as much sunlight when you may not have as much vitamin D. And so those are real things, right. you know. And so it may not make sense because in the summer, I'm okay. And then all of a sudden things transition and I don't have as much interest in doing the things I used to anymore. I want to sleep all the time or, you know, I feel kind of lazy or a little overwhelmed. That's normal. It's it's OK. It's more OK when we actually acknowledge it and we have the unction to do something about it. Just being able to acknowledge it, though, and recognizing those triggers yeah. when you're looking at. Like we mentioned, seasonal affective disorder, yeah. daylight savings time, yeah. coming in there, playing a role and all of that. That it gets dark around four or five o'clock now, mm -hmm. and you're not having that daylight, like you mm -hmm. mentioned, that vitamin D. Then yeah. the temperature doesn't lend itself to folks <laughs> wanting to go outside. As I know well. it's too cold for a house to be outside. Yes, I mean, it's yes. cold. <laughs> <laughs> but, but all of those things I know are, are pretty real for many people, and then going into the holidays and I can't say enough about you know although folks do like having that time yeah. off the impact that I know it has on folks yeah. that I'm aware of yeah. just having that idle time creating yeah. anxieties and creating situations in mm -hmm. your mind ahead that mm -hmm. don't exist and probably will never yeah. exist but they yeah. create it just right. based on having that idle time yeah so things like the mindfulness exercise yeah. what else could they do I know the system of support does help too but it does. So one thing, I know it's cold, but go outside. That's really important. If you can't go outside, make sure you're opening your blinds every day. If you have a front porch, 
Go stand outside on the front porch for at least five minutes so you can see what you hear, what you smell, um, you know, what it is that you see. So you're actually engaging in things that exist outside of our cocoons that we may create for ourselves. Um, connect with your neighbors. Right. Connect with your systems of support that might be your family, uh, church group, or maybe you are part of an organization. Don't exist in a silo. Right. Make sure that you are connected and you're collaborating with others others. Maybe you have a two-week project that you want to tackle. That's important. Um, one thing that I love is something called Mandela. Have you heard of Mandela before? Not, not Nelson Mandela. Not, I've heard of Nelson Mandela, <laughs> but not what I think you're going to share with. <laughs> so Mandela is like adult coloring, right? And so they're very eccentric designs that are created and they're small. So um, you can decide, okay, my task or my goal for the week is to, is to complete this adult coloring page. Do you know how relaxing that is? And then realizing you have a fun task that you're yes. working on completing as well. Yes, yes, yes. Now, some people, they don't want to do anything um, tactile, so they may want to do it on their phone. You can do that on your phone. That's something that takes your mind. It puts it somewhere else. But it's another way to kind of relieve stress and, and anxiety and do what you need to do so you can be present in the moment. Well, the Mandela, is it Mandela Technique or it or is it just called it's Mandela? It's called Mandela. If so you look it, it up, Mandela, or you can look up adult coloring, you will find it. So it is essentially adult coloring. It is, and it's even at the Dollar Tree for $125. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. Very affordable, too. <laughs> Very affordable. <laughs> so are there, what other resources are available for folks, I guess, during the holiday season that would provide some type of support or mental wellness uh, so I think in general, um, you know, you can always contact your insurance provider. If you feel like, you know, I'm stuck, you know, I really need someone to talk to, um, contact your insurance provider. They may be able to tell you providers who are in your network. Um, here at HCS, we have access to Care Solace, which is free. Um, they have people available 24-7 in a multitude of languages that can kind of help you navigate the mental health providers here in our area. Um, so talk a little bit more about Care Solace okay. and what that entails and how could a HCS employee go about connecting with that? Yeah, so we have a link on our website. You contact Care Solace, you let them know what's going on, um, and they're able to find providers in our area that are currently accepting folks. So for me, without Care Solace, I may have to do the legwork, but Care Solace actually does it for you. And let's say you hit a um, bump in the road and someone is not available or there's a long wait list or you feel like you can't connect with someone, Care Solace can help you re-engage with those providers. So you're not doing it by yourself. You actually have a lot of support and assistance to do it with you. It's not just for employees, correct? No, it's not just for employees. It's for students and families as well. So how would the students and families go about accessing it? So they can go to our website. If they can't navigate the website, get in contact with your school counselor. You can get in contact with your school social worker. You can contact student services. Um, so it's available to you, and you have a lot of avenues to help you connect with the service. So during that time when there's, a, I guess, a shutdown for the system, they could, families and students can actually go on the Hampton City Schools website Absolutely. or is a toll-free number that they dial? Or? There is a toll-free number. It is one. I don't want to give it to you incorrectly, Dr. Haynes. That's fine, but it's on the website. <laughs> it is. So they can call 1-888-515-0595. He said one more time for the listening audience. 
515-0595. And they are available 24-7, 365. Nice. That is a great resource <laughs> to have. So Carol Solis, in a sense, I think you mentioned it. They just, in a sense, just connect you to the they resources that are out there. So Carol Solis doesn't have providers, but they can connect you. To providers, um, we also have our Hampton Roads Resource Guide, which is available on the Social Work Services website. And that resource guide um, provides agency information as well. Um, I think it's maybe over twenty providers um, that work with adults, children, and families, and so they may deal with things like anxiety, depression, um, substance use. Um, there are a lot of issues that they can help you tackle, and so you can find that. Um, so EA, the guide is just, what is it, just a resource manual or someone they would actually speak to as well? It's just a resource manual, and so um, we have tangible copies in our office, or you can find them electronically on the website. And so you can't speak to someone, however, has all the contact information you need to get um, in contact with someone to include phone numbers. Um, some of them have addresses, um, websites. I would say sometimes it's important to look at that so you can make sure you find the right fit for who you are and what you need. Check out the website, see who's actually providing the services and see if there's someone who you feel like you can share your journey with. So the Hampton Roads Resource Guide, as well as Care Solace, it's yep. on the Hampton City Schools website under... Social Work Services. Social Work Services. So they would go to the Hampton City Schools website, click on the Social Work Services tab, and should be able to navigate the resources that are available to uh, faculty and staff and students and families yeah. as well. Yeah, And there's one more, EAP. EAP is, I think it's the most underutilized EAP program. EAP is the Employee, Employee Assistance Program, and that is through Human Resources. Um, EAP usually provide maybe at least six sessions um, to employees as well as their families on whatever issue you feel like is present for you at the moment. Um, and so that's a free resource, but like like I said, it's usually underutilized, but it's an awesome opportunity. So this is for employees and their families. Yes. And, it's, and to connect with that information with Employee Assistance Program or EAP, that's Hampton City Schools. Yes. Click on the Human Resources tab for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And then if someone is not in there listening right now and you're not an employee of Hampton City Schools, talk to your Human Resources Department, and I'm sure they can connect you or give you information about EAP. Great resources. Any other options available for individuals uh, that don't have access to these types of resources that you mentioned? Like I said before, if if all these places don't work, connect with your faith-based organization. See if there are any groups that are available. Healthy Families is a, is a really good option. Um, maybe there are mentor programs. Um, and you can also look in your neighborhood. Uh, maybe there are mom groups or family groups. There, I guarantee you, there's someone out here that's experiencing something very similar as you. And sometimes it's helpful just to tap into what they're experiencing or maybe what they're utilizing, and that can help you as well. Great information. I am enjoying this conversation today. <laughs> it's like music to my ears. So let's let's talk about self-care. Okay. How can someone practice self-care? Yeah. So, you know, 
people used to think self-care was getting your hair done, getting your nails done, you know, having a nice hot bubble bath. However, self-care should be intentional. It should be individualized. Um, It should be something that's consistent. Self-care is not an afterthought. Self-care is something that we should be incorporating in our day all the time, right? And so for me, when I think about collective self-care, I have to make sure that I'm holding you accountable for doing what you need to do as well. So self-care may be setting boundaries, you know. Self-care may be having a routine. Self-care may be engaging in things that are really important for me and not allowing anybody else to enter that space because it's intentional. Right. So for the adults who have young people, sometimes they feel (laughs) guilty when they think about self-care because they feel as though I need to make certain that I'm putting my son or daughter first. But it is critically important for them to actually do their own self-care. So talk a little bit about that. So I think we can model to our kids what self-care can look like. So, um, you know, before we talked about a routine That's part of self-care. And so maybe I'm intentional about including my kids in the routine and I'm modeling to them how important that is. During the middle of the day, I may take a nap. Right. And I may tell my kids, you know, you can take a nap too or you can have quiet time. This is our self-care and I'm modeling this to you. Self-care may also say, you know what, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now and so I need space. And, and how amazing is it to model that to my kids so they know if they're feeling overwhelmed, they can kind of share the same thing. And I respect that. Self-care may mean I'm including them in my planning and my prep and my activities. That's self-care because I'm being intentional about how I am navigating my space. <laughs> like I said, I could talk to you all day, but... Quite impressive to hear you just talk about how important it is for adults to model self-care for their, yes. for their young people as well, for mm-hmm. their children. That way it helps them to develop a, a yeah. sense of purpose and, and a sense of awareness and recognizing it that it's okay yeah. to practice self-care. Yeah, and to say sometimes I can't. Right. So a lot of times I will tell people I may have the ability to do something, but that doesn't necessarily mean I have the capacity to do it right yes. and so it kind of releases me because I feel like I'm Whitney I'm every woman right because you know what Whitney <laughs> said but sometimes I don't have the capacity to be every woman and that's okay and so my kids I can model to them that you may have all this energy you may have all these ideas but guess what you don't have to execute them right now self-care all means sometimes at once, yes. all at once right. self-care means sometimes saying no I, I don't have the capacity, and, and I can't. It's okay to say no. It is okay. And if folks react to that in a negative way, then perhaps they shouldn't be a part of your system of support. They can, <laughs> right. You know, and so when I say no, that empowers them to look inside of themselves or look somewhere else. I'm not telling you no. I'm just empowering you to do something different. Right. That's the reframe. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Dr. Ganey, as we wrap up, is there anything else you would like to share with the listening audience? Yes. So, um, My biggest word of advice as we approach the holiday season is just to give yourself grace. You know, I think we did a really good job of that during COVID. Yes. I don't know if we still are doing a good job of that now, but I think as we approach the holidays, give yourself grace. Know that you can't get it all done. Know that you're not going to do what you were able to do last year. Know that you're going to make mistakes. Know that you're going to 
not get it right. You're not going to be perfect. And neither are your kids or your friends Absolutely. or your family. But give yourself grace. Give yourself grace, but give others some grace, too. You know, yeah, give <laughs> others some grace and know that it's always tomorrow. You yes, know, that's man. why we have seven days in the week, you know, because if you can't get it done on days one through six, you still have one more day left. It's okay. Well, I am always <laughs> <laughs> impressed and talking with you. Uh, you have such a very pleasant disposition and a positivity about you. And uh, we're very fortunate to have you with Hampton City Schools and yeah. working in our school social work department and yeah. doing the work that you do that impacts yeah. our community in a tremendous way. Thank you, Dr. Hans. It's been my pleasure. Yes, ma'am. So I thank you once again for joining me today and sharing the importance of mental health, especially during the holiday season. I'm sure our listening audience has gleaned some important information from you today, as I certainly have. <laughs> so, and, and to our listeners, remember, education is the most powerful weapon you can use to change the world. As one community, one transformation, we will ensure academic excellence for every child, every day, whatever it takes. We will catch you next week. Listen to learn more about Hampton City Schools. New episodes of HCS Talks drop on Thursdays. Subscribe and listen to HCS Talks. HCS Talks is a Hampton City Schools production.